Welcome everybody to Wrestling Is Cool, the coolest wrestling show on the planet. Before the show, we were having a little conversation about the Black Eyed Peas. I thought that that song, hey, hey, uh, hey, uh, was no. the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> this is your, this is the person that's leading the way in the latest <laughs> surge of wrestling on the internet, folks. It Tom sounds T. like the Black Eyed Peas, but I digress. This is Wrestling Is Cool. Uh, of course, we are uh, here every single week for you on Fridays on free feeds, whether it's YouTube or uh, on uh, audio services. Yes, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple services. Everywhere, okay? Everywhere you want to listen to us, we are there for you. But of course, we're also there three days early on Patreon. And today, Sancho, is the LA Night episode. Yeah, uh, Sancho yeah. West, the biggest glazer of LA Night we know. Yeah, he's excited for this episode. Yeah, he loves where LA Night is going. Yeah, what else, Sancho? What else? Diamond hands, early investors of LA Night. We are rich, baby. We are rich. Talk about the greatest time to be an old school wrestling fan when you have LA Night, the Attitude Era wrestler, making waves in the current era. You know what? This is my first ever wrestling shirt, official WD nice. wrestling shirt that I've got in a long time and you know what it took forever to get i ordered it like a month ago and it finally arrived which tells me that la night stocks are at an all-time high the demand for the megastar is at an all-time high and santi i'm glad that you're finally finally joining the la night ranks you oh. sir are but a page though in the la night ranks <laughs> You okay. have a lot to wait to go. Do not talk to me like a, like a fourth century knight. Don't 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 give me. Don't call. Don't talk to me like that. First of all, I had, this, I had this shirt before you. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been invested. I've just been a quiet investor. All right. Oh, I, I, just, I just haven't been hyping it up I to the see. moon. I, I like I I I quietly paid I for see. my investments a long time ago. And Secret also, LA night. Yeah, man, eh? this shirt also took me like a month and a half for it to arrive. Bizarre. Dude, I mean, he's he's hot. He's in demand. He's absolutely. In demand. He, I mean, I think at this point, like, I don't even think that the word is in demand anymore. I think the word is like he's the guy, right? I think he's has officially been positioned as the top guy. Um, at the very least, like from the babyface perspective, uh, if you don't know what babyface is, good guy uh, of the WWE. Yeah, Sancho is the babyface here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. What? 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 I'm the heel. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. to you, brother. I don't yeah, think so. Uh, so I, I have this on here. I have this subtopic on here that John Cena is the ultimate LA Knight Glazer. I want to talk about John Cena real quick. I mean, I know that's you, but I think yeah. John Cena outglazed you. The amount of hype that this man set up LA Knight with. So last week I had said that the value of John Cena in this whole LA Knight situation is that he's not there to help LA Knight get over with the fans. He already was over with the fans. The purpose of John Cena is to cement LA Knight as a long-term player after John Cena is gone to ensure yeah. that this isn't just a short run in the main event for one or two months, that this is a years, years long worth of, of main event stretch for LA Knight. Do you feel like John Cena has appropriately set this up for LA Knight? Because I feel that he did, especially with that promo with Roman Reigns on the most recent episode of SmackDown, where he straight up said, listen, Roman, I can't take you on 
you are the greatest of all time. And I, I have no chance against you. I acknowledge you, but I have someone who can. Here is LA Knight. So he is, he, 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 John Cena placed himself down here in the pedestal and then immediately put LA Knight right above him. How do you feel about that? And do you want to apologize to me for all the heinous things that you said about John Cena earlier on in the life of this podcast? Wow. Wow. It's like you're asking your question, but you're getting your point across. Do you want to apologize time. to me? <laughs> no, no. I don't think John Cena was there for LA Knight at first. There's no way. Remember he showed up. It was him feuding with The Miz. I think it was a, definitely a smart pivot by WWE to get John Cena to put LA Knight over and Roman Reigns over at the same time. I, I think John Cena is trying to write the, the ways of his past. Super Cena with the super shovel, burying everybody left and right. Don't look at me. You know it's true. LA Knight is, is survived the John Cena situation. Yes, that's right. He survived. I'm just, I'm just clutching my pearls. You are not saying these things. No, I'm, I'm saying that, yes, we, you and I both agree that LA Knight did not need John Cena to win over the crowd. You are right that he needed him to get him into the party for the fun. Everybody needs somebody to get him into that next level, to put him into the next stratosphere. And John Cena put him in that VIP lounge, and LA Knight is thriving. So, but hey, but we cannot sell short about LA Knight himself. LA Knight has definitely stepped up to the plate at a supreme pace. LA Knight has been pushed, and he said so himself on SmackDown that he's the fastest writing star in SmackDown history. He's been pushed at a meteoric rate, and he's able to keep up, which I thought that he might falter at some point. And there was a lot of concerns after the Miz feud that he might falter. But you're looking for an apology from me. I can see it in your face. Apologize. Watching, you want an apology. I just don't think that John Cena was there for LA Knight to begin with. But... LA Knight has definitely benefited from the John Cena VIP. Okay, but are you seriously going to sit here and tell me that LA Knight without John Cena could have gone from The Miz to Roman Reigns? Are you are you are you trying to insinuate that that could have happened as fast without John Cena? Apologize to me. <laughs> Apologize to me. What I wanted to say though, after The Miz, we both agree that he wasn't U.S. title pitcher worthy, right? We were like, no, he's beyond that now, right? Yes. He called out everybody on the roster, including Roman Reigns, without John Cena, right? He said, I want Roman. And we were all like, okay, that's a little early for you. But what John Cena did was put him on the fast track, and he put him in the party, and put him in the running. And he let me know that L.A. Knight does belong with the boys. And that's important, I would definitely have to say. It kind of reminds me if <laughs> here's another metaphor. Oh boy, here we go. Metaphors with Sancho. <laughs> it's like it's like mankind. Remember mankind? You felt like he wasn't part sure, of the sure. rock, wasn't part of Stone Cold, wasn't part of that Triple H, wasn't part of that party, but all of a sudden he he rose into that rank like almost overnight. Mankind wins the United uh, WWE championship belt. And he, now he belongs with that upper top tier. And then he becomes Cactus Jack. And then becomes Dude Love. Things like that could happen in the WWE. Mankind, I believe, really, I'm trying to remember, he did it himself, right? He didn't really have someone to put him over so easily without a match. I would say John Cena. He didn't Cena have a John Cena. Right. He didn't have a John Cena. And I think this is, has to be the greatest example of how to return as a veteran or as a Hall of Famer into the WWE fold to put talent over. And it 
I apologize, Santi, that John Cena is the only person that I know that could put his ego aside. Granted, hokey and cheesy, still. It's funny. <laughs> it's great how how excited he gets, though. <laughs> It's, he's like a puppy. I he's like a puppy it. all over again. Uh, he's like a golden retriever out there. Um, but no, I, I think that it shows, uh, hopefully it gives a path for other wrestlers who are currently in the WWE to go like, look, look what John Cena did for X person. He put his ego aside. This guy is a Hollywood superstar. This guy is the peacemaker. This guy is in Fast and Furious. This guy is not Hollywood Rock. This guy is not Hollywood Batista. This guy is different. I love when Roman Reigns showed up and goes, what's up, Hollywood? What are you doing here, John? This is mm. what are you doing here, John? What are you, you have no porn to be here. But yes, LA Knight has benefited from the John Cena rub. But I did say it needed to be John Cena in the ring to put LA Knight over. Not a hand raise, not a handshake, not a save. It took that match at fast lane, and now it's taking the additional SmackDown premiere to put him. And dude, you and I were both concerned. Can LA Knight stand up to Roman by himself? And I think he definitely did. Granted, he needed his boy to set him up, but it was the alley and the oop and LA Knight. That, you got to give LA Knight some credit here, Santi. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get. No from one you. is trying to take away credit for for LA Knight, but the but the topic is, a, is we're talking about John Cena right now, and I just feel like he was discredited and he was dragged through it the mud by burned. you. You you were you mudslinging for weeks, dude. Hogan came through, and Hogan did the same thing. Hey, everybody, welcome, brother, to the Silver Dome. No, I mean, no, the Pontiac Dome. They, they, he's not thing. Hogan. He's I so know. much better than Hogan. I'm seeing that now. Definitely he is so much better than Hogan. It works for Cena. You know what I'm saying? John Cena goes, you know what? That works for me, J.H. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so good things for about John Cena, and that's what makes him different from Hogan. And like we mentioned, after this run is over, I think that's going to slot him into the Mount Rushmore for a lot of more people, not just you, not just the <laughs> ultimate John Cena fan, but in my eyes as well, as someone who's like not only seen the as the product being produced on the stage, but behind the curtain. That definitely is John Cena is making some good work. Now, my thing is it's like how far does this push go? Does 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 LA Knight get the gold? Does LA Knight beat Roman at Crown Jewel? I just I don't want that pop to happen. I'm, I don't get ahead of myself, but I want to talk about SmackDown more. That LA Knight moment, that was definitely his moment. The the visual of Roman Reigns in his sunglasses was a visual that will last forever for LA Knight. Did you see it, all the memes? People just put different did. things. He did the glasses. <laughs> and, and that's what makes LA Knight so cool is that he can roll with it. And he didn't say anything like too cheesy, you know? He, he said something like, are you pissing your pants yet? And I think that was at the right level for Roman. And Roman didn't really shut him down or chagrin him to oblivion with his, with his uh, you know, smirk or anything like that. I think LA Knight's so tall. And then he reversed Jimmy out the ring. And then he did the pointing into solo. And then, come on, dude. I, I want to hear your side. I want to hear the LA Knight love from you. I, I've, I've been hearing. It's been you, nothing but love from me. No, no it's not. Yes, it, it, it has it, been. It, 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 it's been a subconscious, but John Cena. You didn't start the subject. Is, is this? You said <laughs> this is the LA Knight episode. Sub talk bit. John Cena is the ultimate glazer. I want to hear Santi 
give the roses, give the flowers to the boy, LA Knight. The For sure. Uh, so it's funny that you mentioned um, that you mentioned the are you pissing your pants yet? And the yeah. and, and Roman's facial expressions, because while I was watching SmackDown, I said uh, I, I said to my chat over on Twitch.tv slash Santi's app. I was like, listen, fellas, John Cena is the god of accidentally burying people by being too good on the mic by being significantly way better than them on the mic roman reigns is the god of accidentally burying people by just having the better in-ring psychology and body language than them and i was instantly concerned when i saw roman reigns not shrug a single muscle kind of just looking up la night up and down and then when LA Knight let out the, are you pissing your pants? Yeah, I was like, dude, this is the guy that's been champion for nearly four years. Why would he be pissing your pants? Stop trying to quote Negan from The Walking Dead. By the way, that was a Negan quote from The Walking Dead. Um, and, and so I was concerned, but I do think that LA Knight did stand tall. But, 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 I, I just, I don't, I don't, I still don't see this. I still think that he needs... He needed one more trial before Roman Reigns and Sancho. This might put a smile on your face on who I think it should have been. I think that LA Knight should have beat John Cena. I think it should have been a number one contenders match. And I think I would have loved to see LA Knight beat John Cena clean, clean. It, to, didn't, to work get for this. it didn't work for Austin Theory, bro. I'm sorry, just beating John Cena clean in front of Make-A-Wish kids at WrestleMania in yeah, LA. Yeah, that, that, that sucked. It, there didn't, was, it didn't help Austin Theory. There was no... Yeah, but the, the way that John Cena was presented at that time, he wasn't being presented as the greatest of all time. He was being presented as, as bald spot John Cena who's just there to to make sure that he gets the WrestleMania match in. He 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 appeared once in that in that Austin Theory feud. Meanwhile, he's been here weekly and they've been reinforcing the whole greatest of all time thing. I think a nice babyface versus babyface uh to maybe even main event that season premiere of SmackDown, I think would have been nice. I would have loved for okay. John Cena to be like I want you to earn this, right? Like I want you to anime style. Like you, I need you to beat me so that I can be confident when I leave that you're going to take down this mother off for mother F for Roman Reigns. I would have liked to see that one more big match for, for LA night before Roman Reigns. Cause I still don't buy it. And I don't think the WWE buys it either, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the WWE buys it either. I don't think they buy it. It's the same way as Logan Paul versus Roman at Crown Jewel, right? It, it's, I mean, there are some people that say that it's too fast for LA Knight to be against Roman, but Logan Paul literally just called him out, and now he gets a match. So I don't think it's that fast. I think the you are right. The WWE doesn't see it as well because they're having this match at Crown Jewel. And if, let's just say, LA Knight does win at Crown Jewel, that would be a waste of a pop, in my opinion. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, that's not a home crowd, so to speak, for LA Knight. That should be definitely in places where, like, Chicago, New York, or even Los Angeles that could give him that love. I agree. That he definitely deserves for that moment. Um, Roman Cena I, I, works better at Crown Jewel. I think oh, for sure. I think for that sure. works better at Crown Jewel sure. than, than than Roman Knight. I I think what as well just to get to your point to counterpoint. I think the WWE feels that Crown Jewel is too far or, or too close around the corner to be able to have a Cena versus Knight. I think that would have been great for Fastlane or something like that. If there was a, like a pay per view right between you know or something like that, or even have it at Crown Jewel. But you know. 
it's not that is crown jewel is not about this we've talked about this countless times it's not about storylines it's just about one-offs and big pops and having big names so even though that'd be great santi i would agree to see that kind of you gotta beat me you gotta be the man you gotta beat the man to be the man type of situation for cena and knight i am enjoying the tag team the camaraderie i feel like it's a much more natural face agreement than say other faces when they save other faces just because they're a face type of thing which is why i like drew mcintyre he's like i don't i don't care about this person why should i save you it's hmm. not my not my business type of deal um, but overall i just think that la knight is on the is definitely on the fast track this guy gets yeah for every single thing he does in the ring he looked great against solo sokoa my, that scoop super slam into the la bow was fantastic i thought usually he struggles when he gets somebody but he got Sokoa up there and then he sold it a little bit he was like oh my back a little bit <laughs> he's looking better in the ring and i think what they're doing is like we mentioned countless times is they're making it simpler for him in the ring they're 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 like okay dude you have these moves you got your five moves of doom type of move vibe and just stick with it because we love you on the mic we just don't want to see you botch because that loses your street cred it loses your street cred just a little bit um, amongst us uh, dodos. You know? <laughs> amongst <laughs> us, street cred. Okay, yeah, it, 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 for real, dude. You can't, you can't be sloppy in the ring. You that's know? You fair. Gotta, you can't be sloppy in the ring because then people will, will say, like, oh, he's not a great wrestler. But LA Knight has consecutively, I think Michael Cole said this, has the momentum and he keeps, keeps passing every obstacle that they've been given to him. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it was great, man. I think like I think the bloodline needed John Cena and LA Knight because the face to face with Cody Rhodes, I sat there like Okay. I mean there's tension there. Oh, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. Uh, hold on to that. Hold on to that. because um, I don't like how you just belittle that. I don't like it. I don't like how you just belittle that. I think it's I, not I, dude. Cody Rhodes is done, dude. LA Knight. I don't LA Knight. I don't like how you belittle that and we're gonna LA talk about we're gonna talk Knight. about that. Um but so this LA Knight story with Roman Phenomena. Reigns like where no 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 phenomena. What? Oh the, the phenomena? <laughs> Cody is a story. This guy's a phenomenon. Okay? okay. The LA Knight phenomena versus Roman Reigns. Where do you see this going? Because we have a question from Crunchy Tomato 20 uh, over on Patreon.com um, who asked, like, do you see LA Knight winning the Royal Rumble in 2024? And and I think a lot of people are asking this because it looks like Ro uh, Cody is going to get another crack at Roman Reigns, most likely at WrestleMania. And I don't think the people want to see Cody win the Royal Rumble twice to get back to that point. So do we see LA Knight winning that Royal Rumble, inserting himself into a triple threat, maybe going after the World Heavyweight Championship? What, what, what do you see for LA Knight here? I don't see LA Knight settling for the, the Heavyweight Champion. And I'm sorry. It settling. Is. It, it is. I'm just yeah. I'm sorry, Seth. It is. It is. It's not uh, the title itself was just created because Roman's been off TV. We have too many. Uh, we have too many belts in the top tier anyway. Regardless, we needed to like smaller down, smeagle it to one. I don't know what to tell you. But the whole thing about I don't want to see uh, Cody win Royal Rumble. I believe it's going to be LA Knight. You want to hear my tinfoil, tinfoil theory? Hit me. When LA Knight walked out in the Solo Sokoa match, they flashed Royal Rumble 
tickets they are did. available. <laughs> they, did. they did. They did. They did. So they're really angling to you that LA Knight is going to be in the Rumble, and he's going to, I believe, win the Rumble. It, they could pull a Daniel Bryan type of thing when he gets eliminated in the Fatal Four at the end of the Royal Rumble, but it has to be LA Knight. It, that needs to. He needs to have that underneath his belt. You would be happy if you're a WWE historian for LA Knight to win the Royal Rumble. It, it, you got to have that because it would continue his legacy. And it, even if, say it is, this phenomenon <clears throat> is just short-lived and it's just a year. Don't don't jim me. <laughs> it's, it's a year or two story. It needs to be, he needs that pop. I mean, he got a big pop for winning the Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a bigger pop winning the Royal Rumble. Wait, which Battle I, Royale was this? Say the whole uh, name. The Swim Slim Jim, the Slim, Slim Jim, Jim Battle, Battle Royal. Okay. Yeah, and he got a car for that. He did. I see LA Knight winning the Royal Rumble. I don't think Cody wins the Royal Rumble. I think Cody is going to get his shot, maybe at Survivor Series or I don't know. Maybe, maybe they talked about Civil Wars happening, another Bloodline War Games. I just think for me, I'm not belittling Cody and Roman. I just think that there's better things for Roman to do than to revisit Cody Rhodes. Right. But does it not feel like that's where that's the primary path that Roman Reigns is on a side quest right now with L.A. Knight because they, they went out of their way to have that face off between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, a face off that was frankly not necessary considering where the episode was going and how it ended with Roman Reigns attacking LA Knight and yet they still decided to do it anyway it almost feels like this is them telling us this is the end this this is where we're going regardless of how you feel about LA Knight this is our money match it's it's Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns I didn't like that stare down I thought it actually made the LA Knight situation almost get spoiled because if you're gonna if, if your plan is to have Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes then then I feel like LA Knight's not is not a serious threat it's not a serious contender I didn't like that stare down what's gonna happen is the same thing that happened in Daniel Bryan remember when the WWE wanted Daniel Bryan at Wrestlemania and they what they gave uh Randy Orton or Batista you know they gave yes. us somebody else and we're like no we don't want this I know Batista literally came back and he wins the Royal Rumble and we're all excited because Batista was like Galaxy you know Guardians of the Galaxy at the time and we're like great he's back in the WWE but no our boy is Daniel Bryan yeah. we don't want Batista so it's the same thing we love Cody, we love Woen, but we don't want him. We want LA Knight to get it, at, at least to get a chance, to get a crack at it. But I feel like it's a, since it's the season premiere, Santi, they were trying to plant seeds, let everybody know where this entire thing is going. And I just think it was a mess. I, I didn't think like was, that it, it seed. Was, I would have, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would have preferred, like, if they were, if it would have, I would have liked Roman J staring down, right? I feel like, that would have made a lot more sense, right? Like, because then, to me, that wouldn't have been. Uh, how do I say this? I see. I, wait, wait. I see what you're saying. Because, like, who cares about Cody when Jay, when he had that moment, he's like, Jay disrespected the yes, family. Yes, like, yes. That's a bigger type of threat to latch on than the thin threat I agree. of a rematch of WrestleMania. I yeah. agree. I think that stare down wouldn't have made us question LA Knight's legitimacy because uh, that stare down wouldn't have necessarily felt 
like it was about the title it was right. it would have been a more personal stare down like you're coming back to the family whether you want to or not like you're 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 returning we're gonna make you return but this but staring down cody made me feel like the plan isn't la night didn't did it make you feel like that at all um i didn't really think about that because i knew that la night and solo was coming uh for me it was just i see what you're saying now that i see what you're talking about i feel that it would have gave Roman a reason to possibly lose because his mind is with his family. And that's what I mean. I've always been saying this so long, that Roman Reigns should not be about the belt at this point. The bloodline storyline should be about who's the head of the table. That, to me, is much more exciting to watch and much more um, drama behind it than the undisputed belts. I think the undisputed belts are causing so much unnecessary noise in the bloodline storyline because it's now we're beyond Roman has a record, right? Roman should definitely lose a belt at some point and who better to than LA Knight? Yeah. But do you feel like the, the, the bloodline storyline has legs once Roman is no longer the tribal chief? Cause I don't, I, I think that's I, when I, it ends. It, you, you should be okay with that. It I, needs I'm okay to with end. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. End. Yeah. It needs to end because right now everybody not necessarily wants it to end, but we're looking for the end. And we felt that some people thought WrestleMania should have been that end. I'm glad it's not the end. I still think The Rock has to be involved at some point to really put it to an end. Keep you dreaming, have pal. The... Keep well, dreaming. I, know, I, 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 know, wanna be right. I want you to be well, right, but keep people, dreaming. There's people out there that will always say, how can Roman be the head of the table if The Rock's running around? And he needs, that needs to be settled at some point. I don't know... It could be where Roman loses the belts and he still walks around as the head of the table and the rock comes in, but it just, I, I, I mean, I'll probably just, I probably just like went against myself here. I think ha Roman having the belts and being the head of the table just makes him like a Thanos threat in the WWE. And you just, you just know, I kind of just feel like Roman needs to be on TV. That SmackDown was definitely elevated yeah. by having him there. And it adds just so much star power to a show that already is great. But having Roman there, not just in the ring, but in back to segments, is, it's just a great filler for the SmackDown show. And he he is definitely was sorely missed for, I don't know, those two months that he was off air. So, yeah, I, we need Thanos. The Avengers need a Thanos-level threat. Is Cody Rhodes Captain America? Is well, LA we Knight have a question from Super Malachi Galaxy over on Patreon who asks, like, how do you, we already kind of talked about this, but how do you feel about the Roman Reigns and, and Cody Rhodes face off? Uh, when do you think they're going to face off again is really his main question because he says, if not WrestleMania, what PLE? Because we have Royal Rumble and a big one that it is a big one. They're treating it like a big one. Elimination Chamber it being in front of, uh, of a, a tremendous giant audience in that big rugby stadium like where do you see roman reigns cody rhodes happening because if if it's rock single? is there it's that's the romania match but if not then i could see this being an elimination chamber match and i could see the rock getting himself involved and that's where roman loses the titles setting us up for roman versus rock no titles involved still main eventing night two i like that i like that and the rock cannot run away from a big crowd he wants to be there. He loves it, it, man. He loves a, it. Let me go off a little quick tangent. There was a Superman episode, a cartoon episode, right? And in this Superman, this is the 1990s animated version. And in Superman, there is this alien from outer space. And then this alien is a big rock dude, 
that feeds on heat, right? And so Superman <laughs> eventually feel, 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 figures out that he needs to put him on ice. But this big rock figure would just walk around and just suck up heat energy sources throughout the galaxy. And that's the rock. Now, there's a big crowd. <laughs> He's going to go and suck up that electricity as much as possible to power him the rest of the year. So, hey, if that is what's going to happen at Perth, I really do see that as well. I, I mean, I hate to agree with you, Santi, but sometimes you have a sound mind when it comes to wrestling. And that's a great take. For me, uh, it has to escalate, though, faster uh, the last time we saw Cody in the Elimination Chamber, he had a torn pectoral against Seth Rollins, and that feud kind no, of... No, that was Hell in a Cell. That was a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Ah! Well, if it's in a cage, do you think <laughs> it needs to be inside of a chamber, or no? No, 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 no. That, that, that Elimination Chamber has I, I, recently... I know it has multiple faces and all that type of thing, but do you, what, what happened? What, why can't we have a singles match in a Well, well no, that, we absolutely can. Sorry, when I said in Elimination Chamber, I didn't mean in the structure. I meant at the event. Um, yeah, yeah. because yeah, you could totally have still two Elimination Chambers, a men's Elimination Chamber match, which I've been calling it for it to be for the Intercontinental Championship. Let's make this oh, thing. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then a women's one. That's You, you don't need necessarily need Roman Reigns to be in defend the title inside elimination chamber last year's elimination chamber match was headlined by roman reigns versus Sami Zayn in a one-on-one match so there's precedent for it to just be a one-on-one match what if roman was in an elimination chamber match for the belt and then they had cody was in there sure and that way that that will protect roman from losing because well, he they, he has Thanos. he has to because it's elimination rule so he has to get pinned or submitted or get taken out before the match even begins or something well, no, that's what I mean. It's like at the very end, uh, you know, he eats like all the finishers that's possible. And then Cody hits him with like five crossroads and then he pins Roman for the win. Because come on. But why does well, that need what? to be in a chamber? Why can't that just be in a regular match? Because you got to protect Roman. Because mm -hmm. Roman can't lose clean. Roman can't lose clean. Roman can't lose from uh, interference. We've seen Roman go through every single thing possible and still win. Why are you so opposed Roman to The Rock helping Cody Rhodes win this? It's can't. It, well, you think one rock bottom puts down Roman? I I look the way I've always envisioned this. All right, hear all me right, out. Hear me out. The way I've always envisioned this is that uh, we we have another situation like WrestleMania where so many people get involved. Right, the Sami Zayn's of the world, the Kevin Owens has come out. Right, uh, it turns into the Avengers, and then that's when The Rock comes out and doesn't necessarily hit Roman Reigns with a bunch of moves, but just prevents the bloodline from getting involved and allows Cody Rhodes to win. Ooh, that's all. Got, that's all I'm you, saying. You got me tingling. Oh, good. I, Here we go. I, I like a tingled right, Sancho. Right in the plumes. Here we go. <laughs> what if? The Rock comes out and stops Sokoa, Jay, and let's say Jimmy. They're all like all together, right? And Paul Heyman, and he just puts his hand out. And he's like, "No, you cannot interfere with this." And that's all he does. And they listen. That'd be to great. The Rock. That'd be great. That'd Whoa. be awesome. Whoa. That'd be Whoa. fantastic. I would love that so much. Okay. But it, where's LA Knight? Uh, LA Knight is 
in the in uh, night one of WrestleMania versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship because Logan Paul has called out Rey Mysterio. Thank you for that transition, my friend. Uh, and wants a chance at the United States Championship. Uh, to catch everyone up in case you aren't in the know, in the weeds of influencer boxing like I am, Logan Paul had an, uh, had an influencer boxing in quotations, a boxing bout with Dylan Danis, uh, a match that just went completely haywire with Dylan Danis trying to put Logan Paul in guillotines and do jiu-jitsu takedowns. They got, it It was embarrassing, honestly, for like the oh, whole thing. Dylan didn't even throw a single punch it, throughout the whole yeah. entire time. Here's the thing. Quickly, boxing's great. I love the sweet science. My favorite sport is boxing beyond like football and basketball. But man, the Logan Pauls, it's turned into a circus, man. It started off as like, at least they're giving eyes to the sport, but now it's just diluted into the circus, but continue. Yeah, funny enough, before this goes up on, on all the feeds, I've made a video about Logan Paul going after the United States Championship. I made a reference saying that I think that bout uh, dragged boxing back about 100 years. I thought it was just so, so bad. Anyways, the big headline of that uh, of that event wasn't that KSI lost, wasn't that Logan Paul won. It was... What's that? Salt Poppy got Salt Poppy got right. He was no, winning though. Cool. He just yeah. he he put his hands down. He put yeah, uh, he had he had that other guy, Slim, I think is his name, in the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. He had him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. had him, Salt I Poppy. Like, I like Salt Poppy a lot, dude. He's I do actually, too. I do too. I just wish he never backed down and never gave up, but um unfortunately. Sancho, you know I unironically really like that quote. I'm not even like trying to meme or 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 make make fun of Nick A30. I love that quote. Unironically. I mean, you're talking to the John Cena guy. They, they, from the Never Back Down movie. That's is where that, it stemmed from. Oh, really? Okay. I I mean to I, me that's that's back. just synonymous with Nick. <laughs> Never back down, never. What? Logan Paul has called out Rey Mysterio in the post-match interview with Ariel Hawani and wants the United States Championship. And everything is pointing to this being a match at Crown Jewel, and I love it. I love everything about this. What about you, Sancho? Do you want to see Logan Paul as United States Champion? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. I love you, Ray. You're great. I think the belt is kind of... I mean, the belt, that United States belt should be an open challenge type of belt, should be an sure. active belt. I I just feel like on Ray, it's kind of stuck there. It hasn't really moved. Here, here um, let me let me set you up with this, because this is a quote yeah. from the video. That belt is doing nothing for Ray, and Ray is doing nothing for the belt. Uh, yeah, I, yes, yes, it's at the same point. And, but shout out to Logan for putting the business over. Yes. I mean, on, on prime time, that's what we love. That's what I love about Logan is like he he's not ashamed to let that WWE nerd flag fly. You know what I mean? We're talking about in front of the probably the, the biggest influencers in the world in one room. And this man centering after beating his devil, so to speak, as he said. Calling out Rey Mysterio and the paper like what? <laughs> like, I love what? this. And I'm like, yes, Logan, do it. Um, surprisingly, dude, at the end of the day, Logan's going to be one of the most influential WWE superstars of all time. We're talking about the crossbreed of a celebrity and a actual worker in the ring, and we're going to look back to this moment is the reason why Logan is it should be at least respected as a wrestler. Uh, and how he just continues to push the business forward. And I'm sure Triple H appreciated it. I don't even know if that was planned. They had to. I mean, if he loses that, no way he calls out Ray. You, you know, you got to be super confident to know that that's going to go down in the interview. But 
Yes, get it off of Ray. Put it on Logan. Logan's going to carry that belt around in podcasts. He's going to carry it around everywhere. It's the perfect belt for him to carry. It's not the Intercontinental. People won't be mad if he has it. I mean, there's worse talent that's had the United States uh, belt before. And I think he'll do something with it. And he has that all-American look, too. So why not? Yeah. So before I, I, we we dive deeper into the weeds of him winning the United States Championship, I feel like you, you opened an interest, a really interesting can of worms um, in terms of Logan Paul being one of the most influential WWE superstars uh, of all time. I believe, in my opinion, that he is going to go down as the greatest mainstream celebrity crossover. I think Bad Bunny is amazing, and what Bad Bunny can is able to do with his limited physical attributes compared to somebody who like Logan Paul, who's incredibly physically gifted is super impressive, but overall, right? Like if I'm like, if I just compare the two side by side, I think what Logan Paul has done is more impressive. Do you feel Sancho at all? Like us being in, like influencers uh, in, in a particular space as well. I, I don't like using that term for myself, but that's the term either way. Do you feel the fact that he's a social media influencer allows him to influence and convince people more directly to watch the business of professional wrestling as opposed to somebody like Bad Bunny, right? Because Bad Bunny, yes, he's super famous, but he's he's famous for one craft, right? As opposed to the 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 gift of gab that Logan Paul has, which is to convince people to watch X, Y, or Z, to buy X, Y, or Z, to to see him do X, Y, or Z. You feel like that plays a lot into him bringing new eyeballs into into the business of the WWE. The fact that he's more of an in tune social media influencer as opposed to like an overarching celebrity. I think Logan gets it. I think Logan gets what a lot of wrestlers want. The ability to influence a crowd, to be able to convince people that what they're doing is the best thing on earth. I mean, every wrestler wants to win a belt and every wrestler wants to be admired. And Logan knows how to do that, either the good way or bad way. And Logan has been doing it for years. He's been doing the YouTube game. He's been doing every single social media game that you can think of. Now he's involved in business. I mean, he thinks like a promoter at the same time and his mind and i know and, and I, i'm not comparing myself to logan paul or I'm, i hate to say we're influenced but our minds we think of things that are happening in the moment we go immediately how we're going to post it how we're going to approach it how we're going to send it out how we're going to package it how we're going to get people involved how we're going to activate people involved that all of that happens instantly and a, a lot of wrestlers don't have that muscle yet and it's interesting to me to see Logan, who is this new star in the making, a new wrestler, a new hybrid celebrity that wrestlers want to be a celebrity too, mm-hmm. already active doing his thing versus this old school Rey Mysterio who's been in the wrestling world since the beginning of the time, it feels like, who doesn't know how to do social media, right? Probably doesn't do TikTok that much, right? He needs someone to probably tell him how to do it. Whereas Logan, you know exactly how to sell a match. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly how to sell tickets. So that's why I think, he, like I said, he's going to be the most influential at the end of the day because of just the, the amount of pa- platform power that he has. And he's going to make wrestling cool again. There's going to be more people. This is how I feel that you talked about the crossover celebrity. He's getting, ce- I'm sure he's getting people, celebrities, to show up to matches, to be in tune with his matches. You're, you're going to have people who that you had no idea would be at a WWE match will be there. 
Um, you mean sports athletes, boxers, all that kind of stuff will start showing up to see a Logan Paul wrestle with a United States belt. And uh, I just think it's great for business. It's fantastic for business. But like I said, on the other foot, just to play devil's advocate real quick, Santi, it's a lot of trust in Logan from the oh, WWE. Uh, yeah, he's one Jenga block away, right? It's one bad Jenga pull. I mean, WWE usually could survive like a bad like Matt Riddle type of situation. Sure. They could survive those situations. I mean, hell, Vince McMahon, right? And so there, there's so many situations they could survive, but putting so much trust in Logan to be able to speak for the brand beyond uh, anything involved in wrestling is, is kind of interesting to me. And it, and it shows you that Triple H believes in Logan a lot. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that Logan is now like deeply entrenched in both corners of a of a Denver TKO, yeah. right? In the mm -hmm. UFC as well. So he's got his hands on like all of TKO, not just the WWE. Um, sorry, I, I had to go back to when you said, you know, sometimes WWE superstars don't get how to sell and um, like especially on social media. And Rey Mysterio, I think, is one of those um, obviously legends, but also relics of the business when it comes to yeah. that type of thing. Did you ever yeah. see his tweet promoting? WWE 2K17, I think it was. No, I did. You <laughs> yes. gotta find it. Oh, dude, I'll find it for you. But it's something along the lines of like him tweeting the cover of the game and 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 like him just saying, "I can't wait to beat my kids." <laughs> hey, that goes with the story, right? Uh, dude, it was foreshadowing. It. It was foreshadowing. And dude, the amount of Latino parent beating their kid with a belt and a chancla. In, in the comments and the replies of that were just too good. Um, I would love to see Logan Paul as U.S. champion for all the things that you mentioned. Uh, I would love to see him prancing around with the belt at every at everywhere that he goes, right? All of his podcasts. And a new design. And a new design. You, do you want a new we, design? We will give it a new design. Do you 100%. think he'd put Prime on it? Do you think he... It, oh, he would. He would, right? He totally he would. would. Right? Right? Uh, he and, would. I, and it'd be perfect. It'd be a great heel move. It'd be a great heel move for him to turn the U.S. belt into a promotional banner for prime right. energy or prime hydration and, and i'm American here for it consumerism uh, at the, <laughs> the top of the level right there babel capitalism with a capital c so logan paul wins i'm i'm confident that he's winning this thing um and i think that he holds it right through to wrestlemania and i think that's where he faces uh, la Knight for the united states championship and why do you no. hate this so much i look i look everything is pointing that the wwe is not gonna have la Knight win the big one I, I don't see it. I and and you've already said that the World Heavyweight Championship feels like too much of a consolation prize, like this other thing that it, it does, almost doesn't even feel worth fighting for. It feels for. like the WCW Heavyweight Belt after they combine. But do but you know what is worth fighting for? The oh, soul of America, the soul of the USA, as Logan Paul holds it hostage. But actually, though, memes aside, that would be the biggest United States championship match in the history of the WWE. I can't think of a bigger, more mainstream uh, eyeball drawing matchup than Logan Paul versus LA Knight for the United States championship. Tell me when I'm telling lies. That's a huge match. I if. If you're you're okay, you're telling me that Logan Paul will push that belt to the prestige beyond 
the Intercontinental? No. And you're telling me that he will push it to the point where Ellie Knight needs to save the soul of America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're that's what you're selling me right now. That's what I'm selling you, man. I'm you want me to hear you out on this. I want you to hear me out. Like think of him just parading that championship everywhere that he goes all of his videos calling himself the greatest american wrestler to ever live right oh, Ch changing the 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 belt like i said to a prime promotional poster uh and, and of course the more that he advertises with that championship on everything that he does on on ev every podcast that he goes to every media appearance that he goes to every social media post the more people are gonna want to watch him win or watch him lose. And I think the perfect person that is so hot right now to beat him and again, to generate buzz and generate headlines, I think it's LA Knight because I, I really think that that stare down with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, I think really ruined the whole LA Knight uh, uh, allure of him winning. I mean, Logan and LA Knight did have a thing at one point. He did call me make videos for, for what? Preteen girls. Yeah, for preteen girls. Yeah, that was before LA Knight really uh figured it out. Yeah, before he <laughs> truly figured it out. That was one of those facepalm moments. But yeah. um I think that's where it's going, man. I think that that's where it's going. I just don't see I don't see where they can use LA Knight beyond the Roman Reigns feud without it, you know, being a generic one-on-one -on -one match with with somebody that you know isn't really on the same stratosphere as la Knight right now uh so him saving the soul of america that's that's la that's that that's that's a hero's tale right there it's american folklore tale okay <laughs> by the way i'm sorry cosmic stalin on on patreon this was totally your question i didn't call you out it was do you think logan paul is going to get a shot at the united states championship i feel like he could make the title really relevant again that whole conversation was stemmed from you cosmic stalin uh i'm just i should read these usernames in my head before i read them out loud um uh, by the way he's like he's stalling not oh uh, yes stalling. uh Thank you to folks that have sent in questions over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Santi Zap. Uh, let's move on here. Um, what did you think about all of these season premieres? All of these season premieres, the amount of times that they said season premiere, Nick Aldis being the new general manager of SmackDown, and you're such a casual if you don't know who Nick Aldis is. God, uh, is the brand split back? It, 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 what are we doing with the tag titles? There's so many questions that the season premiere did not answer because they just they just sort of felt like another episode of Raw and SmackDown. The SmackDown one it gives me the most promise for it than Monday Night Raw. I think Monday Night Raw still has glaring issues that are beyond the you know everyone's the three hours, the recaps, the commercials, the the kind of like the lack of focus that Raw has sometimes and the over lean i guess abundance or use of judgment day i think smackdown is a lot better position for raw I you're like about to get music. interrupted by the judgment day music <laughs> <laughs> Dun -dun -dun -dun. <laughs> I, I i just feel that smackdown is in a lot better place i like their premiere a lot more there's the, it has the hottest stars on there with roman and la knight being on that program. and john cena no, do not belittle him. Yes, stop. Yes. I, you did that let on purpose. Say, no, no. You did that no, on purpose. I gave you a chance to let me say, and John Cena for the rental that we, we have him for. Uh, also, I, I just feel that Monday night, and Jade, Jade appeared on SmackDown. We cannot forget Jade, and I hate that they call her Jade. Just call her Jade Cargill. Yeah, Come on, we know who she is. All right. We know, we know who, who she is. is. Stop trying to hide her from us. Triple H was like, 
Charlotte. <laughs> did, did, how funny was that? Did you notice? Did you did you catch it all that Triple H was doing the classic backstage commentator thing and ducking to make them yeah. look even taller? Yeah, he and he's, he's got this like dumb child smile and it's just ah. Uh, dude, he, oh, he was basically what, two thumbs up short away from going, hey. <laughs> oh, Paul. Paul is so is the proud dad. Um, but yeah, I think SmackDown is a lot better position. I don't understand season premieres. I believe the season ends after the Raw after SmackDown for, um, no, the Raw after WrestleMania. I think that is when the season starts for me in I my agree. mind. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it makes much more sense to do it that way than to do it this way where I feel like, uh, like I said, SmackDown's more focused. Raw, there was just so many things happening on Raw. It was just hard to keep up with what's happening. And then you, you're throwing in so many different things, bloodlines, storylines here, bloodlines, storylines, SmackDown. I like SmackDown. What about yourself? What do you think? Raw or SmackDown premieres? What nailed it for you? Definitely the SmackDown one. Uh, Roman Reigns being on the show definitely made it feel more special. I think Raw was... What, Raw was missing that differentiator to make it feel like a special episode. Like there was, there wasn't that differentiator. Like what, what could we say it was? Um, I don't know. Sami Zayn now going solo. That's kind of like the only kind of different thing of that entire episode. Because other than that, it was a pretty run of the mill episode with great matches. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it was like this season premiere feel. It just felt like a really good episode of Raw because we had a great Intercontinental Championship match. Awesome Falls Count Anywhere match between Nakamura and Ricochet. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, by the way. Uh, talk about the mid card as a whole and um, new tag champions. Like overall, like I think the, the show was pretty pretty good from head to toe but it didn't feel like a season premiere meanwhile smackdown did the return of the tribal chief the cementing of la knight as the top guy right we 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 found a new top guy right meanwhile raw was just continuing what was already set up in the previous episode meanwhile smackdown's like hey roman is here we need a new guy. Here's a new guy. Not only is this a new guy, but he's the guy. He's the most popular guy and a guy you've never crossed paths with, Roman, because you've been gone this whole time. You've been gone through the entire rise of L.A. Knight. That felt special. I loved that we had the return of Elton Prince and uh, dude, don't laugh at El hashtag Elton Strong. All right. I love the fact that Pretty Deadly got to return. Um, I love the fact that we got a new general manager, Nick Aldis, even though that was a really weird reveal. Where did you come from? Were you in the audience? Where, where, where did you, where did you just, you just spawned like a PlayStation 2 character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I thought SmackDown, not, I didn't think it was necessarily the better wrestling show. I actually think Raw was like in terms of matches, but it felt more special for sure. SmackDown did. That's what that's what the WWE always nails is it, it it could have an off night in matches but still be on point with storylines and on point for get you excited for the matches when in actually the big time match happens. I mean not only that SmackDown had Carlito right Carlito and Bobby Lashley. Granted that that segment was it was okay. I was I was like you hyped up Carlito so much but he went down like a like a stack of cards and then this man was down the entire time. I yeah, was he was like, gone, yeah, he was down for like twenty minutes. Like did he swallow, swallow did he swallowed a piece of apple? or something well, he was, <laughs> someone, someone helped carlito and they had an ambulance and everything um i i i just feel like the the smackdown right now is definitely the must-see tv going forward for me and if jade's on smackdown which we've heard rumors that all three brands are trying to fight for her 
if she's on SmackDown, then yes, I'm, I'm absolutely going to tune into SmackDown. I mean, you have so much going for that brand, more so than Raw. And I, I kind of agree we'll get into it with Sammy. I think they probably should have let off with Drew and Seth. I mean, that to me is much more hot. But again, they cannot figure out what they're doing with Sammy and the Bloodline and Jay and the Bloodline, Jimmy and all that. It just, it, it's everywhere. It's messy, man. It's just messy. And that whole segment with Sammy's there and he's like, I don't know what Jay, I mean, I saw you out there and they're getting me these thoughts and I don't have Kevin Owens. I'm by myself. And then a moment passed. Well, wait, Jay, come back. <laughs> I want to be with you. I'm sorry, man. I... Uh, for those that haven't seen the episode, that was actually a very accurate representation of that. <laughs> very accurate. Um, it it just felt like a you know they're they're they didn't know what they're they're doing with uh, not necessarily they they know what they're doing but it's not as focused as SmackDown is but they need to stop calling it season premieres and just let the Raw after Mania be the season premiere for Raw at least yeah to me like there's there's three special episodes of of all of these shows uh, Raw and SmackDown after Mania Raw and SmackDown after SummerSlam and Raw and SmackDown after Royal Rumble like those those to me like if we want to do like if we want to separate them into uh, you know, a season premiere, season finale, mid-season finale. If you want to be an AMC show that has that has mid-season finales for some reason, uh, thanks Breaking Bad. You started all that 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 trend of mid-season finales. Anyways, uh, those are to me like the most special shows um, because like it, 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 this is this it, this wasn't even after Fastlane. This it, it was just <laughs> we're we're now two episodes of Raw past Fastlane. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. It's I don't even understand. Like I kept asking, like why though? Like why is this a season premiere? Like what is it? Literally just to be able to number episodes into seasons and yeah, on Peacock or on any streaming services. Like I don't understand like why we need season premieres in the first place. But if we're gonna have them, um, I think they should. We should make them make sense and not just be like random ass episodes. In my opinion. Um, but Nick Aldis, do you know who he is? Or are you casual? I'm casual. I, I mean. I mean, think about the general managers of the past. It was like the Mick Foley's of the. Those are the ones that give a pop, and not Nick Aldis. Me, I don't. I would love. I'm. I'm excited to know you. I'm excited to get to know you. It's. But, uh, yeah, it's. It's it to have its own segment on in the ring. That part was weird. I thought that, yeah, I thought the way that they introduced him was weird. Um, funnily enough, like, I didn't connect. It, so I, I, there was a stretch that I was watching Impact Wrestling where there was a guy named uh, Magnus on there who was the world champion. I was like, oh, this Magnus guy is pretty good. And then he disappeared. Um, and I didn't connect the dots that he ended up coming back as Nick Aldis, his real name. Um, so that's Magnus. I didn't know that. Like I'm, I'm, you know, even though I've, I, we run a podcast, like I don't watch every episode of every wrestling organization out there. So like I was, I, I mean, I didn't really know all that much about Nick Aldis. I know he's married to Mickey James. I know Mickey James, if, if that helps you. Um, but he seems, uh, as far as I can tell, he still looks like an, a great wrestling shape. He, the man is a is a is a big muscular dude very very handsome very well spoken very few british wrestlers that have that look British wrestlers normally are like, you know, oh, I'm the butch of the world yeah oh, it's fight night it's so it I feel like he could have been more useful as an in ring performer. <laughs> What's my Sancho is fighting night. Just, just ruining all of our UK love that we have right now. I love you guys, but 
they, 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 I'm just saying, like, I He's feel talking about WWE English talent. Okay, he's not talking about all UK talent. Yes, WWE. <laughs> okay. I'll, Thank you for the save, babyface Sancho. I'm the savior. <laughs> I I think for for my concern though about Nick Aldis is that do we general managers could be hit or miss for me sometimes is because. Yes, they need to, they represent authority and they need a place for the wrestlers to complain to. Um, he was interesting that he stepped in between Roman and Cody and he was able to separate them without doing much. So they have a little bit of respect for him. Uh, but beyond that, I, I just always feel it was, it's always weird when the brand split happens and there's two general managers. I mean, the, it's really interesting to see does Raw get better with Adam Pierce on the show? I mean, that's something that not a lot of people are talking about. If Adam Pierce yeah, is. Yeah, but he was already the- on it. This, well, that's what that's what I mean. It's like it, now that he's full time. I guess. I mean, do the general managers really have sway? That, now you're getting into the weeds yeah, of it yeah, all, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting into the weed. Like last time, a general manager was on the laptop, and Michael Cole would come out and say there was a message for the general manager. I just feel that sometimes wrestling makes it super complicated when it doesn't have to be complicated. We do. Do we need a general manager? I loved it when they complained to like the authority. That that to me made more sense. You got a lot more screen time of like uh, Vince McMahon or Triple H or Stephanie McMahon. That to me was much more exciting than Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis. I mean, I know they're trying to build them up to that point, but it's not going to be like a Shawn Michaels or sure. Mankind. Those kind of general managers add a little bit of something. Granted, Mankind or Mick Foley flubbed a lot and didn't really have the best of showings as GM, but... Still, I just think it's an unnecessary position overall when it comes to wrestling. There was a, a little bit of um, of jabbing between Nick Aldis and and uh, and Adam Pierce saying, "Oh, I'm gonna make SmackDown the premier show, the best show." Do you see? Do you see Brand Wars coming back? Do you see like Survivor Series being SmackDown versus Raw again? Because I don't. I don't either. They don't even have a brand split. I mean, yeah. Judgment Day is everywhere. Yeah, they need to they need to fix that the, el- the music. Yeah. <laughs> um, they need to fix that before they make us um I guess like pick allegiances like these uh, these um mythical allegiances of Raw or SmackDown. Um I think they need to fix the concept of the brand split before we can even start to cuz like if they were to do make Survivor Series SmackDown versus Raw, like I'd be disappointed cuz like I just like wouldn't care. Because they haven't made me care. Because they the, the, they they cross pollinate all the time. Like back in the ruthless aggression era, when it was like like the brand split was like a legit thing, and you never saw Brock Lesnar on Raw, you never saw Triple H on SmackDown. Whenever they cross paths in a backstage segment at Survivor Series, a little stare down, that w- that felt special. It wouldn't feel special this time around. It would just feel it feel hokey. It feel forced. It feel like I, I'm like I, I could have just seen this on SmackDown. I could have seen this on on Raw. Uh, so they need to fix that before they they bring back a a, a brand war or or maybe even an entire pay-per-view like bragging rights was a few years uh like a decade ago at this point um so yeah i don't i'm not i'm not sold on the brand split yet i'm not sold on the brand split but you're sold on the mid card i am you're sold on the the mid card hit us i was you know wrestling is cool and the mid card is cool this is going to be our segment for blank is cool and i'm just I think a lot of people want to see their favorite wrestlers 
in the title run in the you know the world heavyweight or the undisputed they want that they want them feuding with the top stars they want everybody but that's not how wrestling works unfortunately you need a mid card and the stronger your mid card is the better your overall show will be and i think the wwe has been secretly building a very very strong mid card before the mid card was probably carried by dolph ziggler and then that about it and and that's all we wanted to see but now we're getting some good loving on the United States. So you got Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio building out that mid-card title. The Intercontinentals being carried by Gunther really, really well. You had a great match with Bronson Reed on Raw. You're getting the women's title, the tag titles. They're, they're, they're attempting to make that better. And the only kind of, I would say, the negative side right now in the mid-card is the tag titles are not really getting that bolster because you're noticing that the show could be... The pace of the show, as we said, that Raw was a good show, it's because the mid-card of Ricochet and Nakamura, they really had a banger of a match, and that was a great, like, PLE quality match, it I was. felt. It was. And the, the shooting star press that, that he did off of that, I felt like he didn't know how high he got because he almost fully rotated on his feet. Like, that's how high Ricochet got on that. I thought uh, the mid-card... And I absolutely love it. It brings me back to other eras of the day when WCW had the cruiser rates carrying the mid card for the Hogan's and the Nash's and the NWO. Uh, you had some great attitude era mid cards with Jericho and all those kind of fun feuds that they had with. And that that's what I really think. You need strong mid card wrestlers. You need the Alpha Academies. You need the New Days. You need all of those type of talent to be able to carry the mid card because if not, people are just going to sit on their hands and wait for the end and you don't want that for a show we saw that happen in the fast lane with indy you know where everyone's just sitting on their hands waiting for cena and night that's why i always believe the PLE, the ple's of, of payback and the ple of fast lane needed more mid-card love needed more segments with alpha academy don't just regulate them to smackdown and raw put them on the ple's let the people know that they're still around pretty deadly would have been a great segment to have at fast lane another elton strong moment so that's that. That is the whole thing. I I really feel that the mid card is cool, and the WWE is making a very strong mid card. You're telling me that Logan Paul called out Rey Mysterio for the United States belt when he easily could have called out Gunther. He easily could have called out Roman again. No, he called out Rey Mysterio. Granted, Rey Mysterio is a bigger name than Gunther, but it's because of the mid card. The mid card is cool. And I think the WWE has a stronger... Now, you, you're more of the AEW guy. I think uh, WWE has a strong mid-card compared to AEW. Thoughts? I, it's, it wasn't... Like, I would say that uh, AEW had a much stronger mid-card than the WWE because you, you kind of hit it on the head. A few years ago, like, the mid-card was really just, like, a Dolph Ziggler feud every now and then, and now, like, the mid-card can main event any given episode of Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown, and we see it all mm -hmm. the time. Like, we see it with Gunther. I mean, we I know that they... It, technically, you know, that it wasn't a mid-card match, but the tag titles are main eventing Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a match like Carlito versus Bobby Lashley feels special. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we we have young talent rising in, uh, through the mid-card, like the Austin Theories, the Grayson Wallers. Um, for the first time ever in the history of the WWE, we have a women's mid-card. It's weak, 
but there's a women's mid card. It's getting there because before it was main event women and bra and panties women. Like that was that's like the only two tiers that existed. We now have something in the middle there to find to to allow women to develop. Let's not forget that you know we have NXT as well, um, and and NXT will always be this filter into the mid card to continue to keep the mid card strong. Because you know we we think of the likes of oh my goodness Ilya Dragunov. Of, that's a future world champion. We have Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, future world champions. They're going to start in the mid card. So the mid card now has a filter of constant talent to to for the mid card to then to elevate them into into the main event. But I think what's interesting here, Sancho, is I think now there is a place for somebody to make a special career being in the mid card and i right. don't think that that was the case before look at gunther Gu tell me gunther gunther retires tomorrow wwe hall of fame as a right. mid card as a, as a career mid carder because he hasn't hit the main event yet so there is now a place in the wwe mid card to make a legacy for yourself and i don't think that that exists with aew anymore i look at the at the at the mid card of AEW and all I see are great matches and I don't see storylines and I don't see feuds and I don't see like long-term booking all I see is here is a great match between Ray Fenix and Orange Cassidy and we're not going to follow this up again next week that's what I see that's my problem with the AEW mid card one thing I want to point out as well is the reason why I said the mid card is cool it's because it, it's just it's cool for your favorite wrestler to be there because they're serving a strong purpose for the entire show i remember when i was back in the the wwf days you would have your squash matches at the very beginning you would have the, the jobber or brooklyn brawler coming out to wrestle the green talent you always had that opening up every type of uh even house show that would always be that and then the mid card would roll in and they'll get you into into the show and we cannot we cannot and then we'll get to the main event and you kind of want to i want to piggyback on a point you made where did la Knight come from the mid card the mid card absolutely a hundred percent and and what it's so interesting man now like you look at wwe in like 2019 like i don't even we don't even have to go that far back right there, we weren't looking at the mid card as the jumping off point to the main event. We were looking back then at the mid card as where the main eventers go, where there's when there's nothing for them to do. We look at the mm -hmm. mid card now and we're like, oh my, that guy could be in the main event. We could put that guy in the main event. There's so many people that at any moment, look at Nakamura. He gave us a great three month feud as 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 a mid carder. And, and mm -hmm. okay, all right, like, you know, you didn't win the, the thing, but you gave us a fantastic feud, some great matches, and 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 you benefited from be from spending this time in the main event. Um, but it's totally okay for you to be a mid carder. I agree, and at the same time, we're still going to get more. I mean, LWO is currently in the mid card, but they could elevate into the. I mean, they, I mean let listen, it die, listen. Sancho. No. Let the LWO die. They won't die because they put Carlito in it. And the reason why they put Carlito in it, because he's a big main event talent in the mid card that could do some work for them. And, and that's what I'm just, you know, that's the whole thing about this segment that the mid card is yeah, cool. I agree. And that, and that it, it is going to make the WWE stronger. And I, this has to be Triple H's doing. 
Triple H understood that the mid card's purpose, like you said, is to build up for future main event talent, not for just a kind of like a purgatory or the lossless where, hey, let's have Dean Ambrose hold on to the United States belt and not do anything with it for the longest time. I mean, this is what's uh, it's the benefit of it. And I think this is where the most kind of drama should happen in terms of like weekly drama that should happen in the mid card because that's what it's all about versus the main store main event should be a long drawn out thing someone asked us on patreon like i believe a week ago is triple h's booking could get too drawn out not at the mid card level i think he's booking the mid card level pretty aggressively actually from chad gable to be able to elevate into a upper mid card and then all of a sudden be regulated back down to the tag team you're just showing you that Triple H understands that a strong mid-card could lead to better shows and better PLEs. Because I feel like oftentimes, uh, let's talk about mm, Be uh, Becky and Trish Stratus, right? Th that is definitely main event quality, but it was mid-card for that PLE, and it was cool. And it almost sold the show. I, I mean, I'm... I agree with you, Santa. Look, in this episode, we've agreed with one another. Like we yes. don't always have to be at each other's throats. No. We, we 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 can have we can find common ground. No, I 100% agree with you. I think this is the strongest that the WWE midcard has been um, since the ruthless aggression era days. It feels special and feels like at any moment, like I feel like you could pluck like a, a handful of people from the main uh, from from the midcard and have them be in the main event, and we wouldn't bat an eye because they've done a great job of building them in the midcard. Something that they didn't used to do. That's where Drew was, bro. Drew was literally with Matt Riddle for like a, like a literally a month or two ago. And look where he is at now, going for the heavyweight championship belt. All right. Well, Sancho, I have like five minutes. What do you think we could do with the new heat order? Five minutes? I, new I, heat order. Yeah, I've got, I've got an appointment at 11. Luckily, it's like down the All road, right. but we're going to have to Lord. power through this. Okay, we're going to power through this. The fastest new, new heat yeah. order ever. Okay. Let's look. Let me read it real quick. For yeah. those of you who don't know, New Heat Order is all about who's hot, who has the biggest buzz around them, not necessarily who's the best wrestler. We're going to start off. Number one, LA Knight. Two, John Cena. Three, Drew McIntyre. Four, Jay and Cody. Five, Rhea Ripley. Six, Jade. Seven, Dominic. Eight, wait, Jade Cargill. Eight, Seth Rollins. Nine, Ivar. Ten, New Day. LWO 11. 12, Bronson Reed. 13, Nia Jax. 14, Raquel Rodriguez. 15, Shayna Baszler. 16, Nakamura. 17, Street Business. 18, EO Sky. 19, Becky Lynch, 20A, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens, and 20B, Tozawa. <laughs> Tozawa. Dude, Tozawa moved up for me this week. Did you yes. see his little dance? Yes, <laughs> Tozawa dude. moved up for me. I'm, I'm having Tozawa at 19 at least. Um, but um, I think the biggest addition here is definitely Roman Reigns, right? And we, right. we, we okay, I'm wondering, do we want to do the bloodline or do we want to do Roman Reigns? I think we have to put the bloodline because roman is the bloodline okay without roman there is no bloodline okay then i would say la knight bloodline i, I right. would say la knight um la knight one bloodline two uh and i think john cena probably drops out of the top five here okay i i, I, I think he's bowed you. out i think he he has said okay my time is up and la <laughs> times is now my 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 i have done the deed and yes. i've disappeared into jedi force ghost now uh which he would be a great jedi by the way 
By the way, uh, can we please just have John Cena versus Karrion Cross? Because Karrion Cross's whole shtick is TikTok. Uh, the clock is running out, and he, John Cena's thing around. is his time is now. Yeah, he's still kicking. That guy's still around. I mean, I heard that he wanted to, anyway. We could go. On, I we're right on time. Anyway, um, boy, this is gonna. You know what we can do? We could record a special in your new heat order for Wrestling's Cool Plus. Okay. I don't. You, I'm, think, you don't want to rush this. I don't want to rush this. Okay. You know, okay. I don't want. What we do know though is Roman does go up on it. I think Logan goes up on it for being at the, the boxing event and putting his, his flag right down in the United States title picture. I think he's definitely top five to be able to do that on that big of a stage, to have that pull, mm. to draw headlines. Thoughts? I, I think it's fair to include Logan Paul this week, even though obviously like he wasn't on proper WWE television, but I think it's fair. Do you think that Rhea Ripley now being in the five way, does that put her up? Does she being distracted being the mommy boss mommy? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think it put her up. Honestly, I don't think so. I didn't feel anything extra special from Rhea Ripley. There's just too much. There's too much discussed. We have two seasons premieres of the the new heat order we could put it on ice for now okay all right we will we'll put it on pause uh, we gotta put it on pause because for those of you who don't know we're recording this super early because we're going to twitchcon we're going to be at twitchcon uh which is a annual event for twitch and we're, we're we we're, we're up against it there's a lot of things happening here <laughs> yeah, we're dude, trying to get it done squeeze my, it in my schedule is insane over the next like uh over the next three hours there's so much th- so many things that i need to do uh so i'm glad that we're not rushing this i think we should um we we, we should find a separate time for yeah, this uh, nice. yeah we'll put it on 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 us all right folks thank you very much for listening to this episode of wrestling is cool nice uh nice ice huh yeah, uh, yeah, very nice uh thank you for uh, listening to this episode of wrestling is cool if you watch this on youtube please make sure to leave it a like uh subscribe to myself sancho all of our socials are down below if you're listening on podcast services around the globe please make sure to leave us a, a rating spotify ratings we're, we're going up there we're in double digit ratings all five stars baby all five stars go over Take there that Dave. Yes, <laughs> Tokyo Dome, baby. Uh, Sancho, where? What do you want to? What do you want people to, to find you at? Find me at Sancho West. And if you're a big time nerd, you like Fortnite, play my new map. I'll put it in the description. Oh yeah, you've the, got like a, a spooky Halloween the, yeah, only up map, right? Halloween only map map in my Fortnite. Yeah, go check it out. You can find me no, over on. All, I mean, you're already uh, if on YouTube. I just watch my YouTube videos, okay? All right, just watch the YouTube videos. Come check out the Patreon. Come check. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. It. I keep thinking you're doing the Dragon Ball Z fusion thing. Anyways, all right, this episode's getting off the rails. Take it easy, everybody, and be good people. <laughs>